Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Glean Podcast. It's the fastest hour of the week. We're glad to have you here with us tonight, and I hope everyone has enjoyed the uh, revelations as we went through each chapter. I hope that you were able to glean some some information, some knowledge, some wisdom from that, and uh, that it helped you with your walk, it helped you understand the times we're living in, and it helped you understand that the rapture is soon coming, so you need to be ready now more than ever. And most importantly, that Jesus loves you. It's not, you know, well, he don't love me. No, Jesus loves you. And when you understand the, 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 the power behind that, that he, he loves you so much that he was willing to die for you, and that he wrote this beautiful book called the Bible to give us instructions, to give us insight on things to come, how to live our lives, how to deal with day-to-day things. It just should encourage you to know that when he done this, he had you on his mind. And tonight, we're going to get into uh, the second experience. Uh, Most people... We talk about the, the experience of salvation, which is the most important uh, because without, without salvation, you're not going to heaven. Without salvation, uh, you'll not, uh, you know, be caught up in the rapture. You're going to be left here, and uh, you, you'll you go to hell if you're not saved. I know some people say, well, that's blunt. Well, you, you got two options. You got heaven, and you got hell. If you're saved and you're living for Christ, you're going to heaven, but if you're not saved and you're not living for Christ, you're going to hell. So whether you think that's blunt or not, that's up to you, but I'm just going to tell you like it is. But there is a second experience after salvation that I believe and a lot of uh, other ministers and, and people believe uh, is of, of utmost importance because This second experience is what gives us the power to be uh, a vessel for God on this earth. Uh, You you can't just be saved and and not read the word and not study and and be, you know, have the power of God in you to face life's challenges, life's situations, and overcome them. You know, a, a lot of people talk about, well, you know, it. You get saved, and it's still going to be a rough life. Well, well no, it's not. No, it, it's not. God's Word, yes, we have to go through tribulations and trials, but with God, and the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. So we can overcome them. We can go through them, and we can be victorious on the other side. But the second experience, which is, is controversial between different denominations um, is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, a lot of people believe, well, when you get saved, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit comes upon you in a sense, yes, because the Scripture says that no man can come to the Father lest the Spirit draws him. So we know that the Holy Spirit is involved in, you know, it was always cute uh, when we were children and, and even our children. 
today even will say this, who lives in your heart? And we tell them Jesus lives in our heart, and the kids will say it back. But it's actually Jesus is in heaven. And and you know he he is a he has a a, a flesh body, um, and he lives in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We've we've discussed these things in past episodes, but it's actually the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. And when you look at the second experience, we get this from our uh, our our text. We're going to be looking at a lot is in Acts. When you study the book of Acts. Uh, this is the beginning. This is the birthing of the the church. The, uh, what we what we do today it started in the book of Acts, and in Acts chapter one, if you're following along, Acts chapter one, we'll be looking at at verses four through eight, and this is Jesus is still here on the earth. He's not ascended into heaven yet, but he he's fixing to right after. Uh, verse 8, and starting in verse 9, Jesus ascends into heaven. But in verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. And you also know from that that if you go back into uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see in there that Jesus talks about that it's imperative or important, if at utmost important, that he go away and as he goes away to prepare a place for us, that when he goes away, he has to so that he can send the comforter, which we know is the Holy Spirit, and he will guide us into all truth. So we know when Jesus says, you've heard me speak of this before, that's what he's talking about. In verse 5, it says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we see here that the Holy Spirit coming upon us is something that Jesus initiates right before his ascension. He tells the disciples to tarry or to wait in Jerusalem so that they can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, they are, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of denominations that won't talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, they, they, just, they shun it uh, because a lot of people, uh, and then that you, you go on and people have all these different variations of it. But if you just look at the Word of God, if you just look, if you read the book of Acts, it's self-explanatory that Jesus is saying that when I go away, that you're going to receive what? Power. When are you going to receive the power? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
So you see, I know a lot of Christians that are saved. They're Christians, but they have no power. And I'm sure a lot of you uh, know people like that in your life. You may be watching online tonight. You may be watching this podcast, and you may say, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I, I'm saved, but it just seems like there's constant attacks from the enemy, and it never seems that I can get victory over anything. I can't catch my breath. I can't catch a break. And it's simply because you haven't received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of you may be going, well, I, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, and I know that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've spoken in tongues, but are you now? You see, we as human beings, uh, we leak. So there's a continuation. Once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you still, it's not a one-time thing. You have to continue in his word. You have to continue your prayer life, that relationship with the Father. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit, it gets stronger and stronger on the inside of you. And you have to understand that to be a conqueror in this world, uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, the church as a whole, and, and I don't want to seem like I'm bashing the church because I am an advocate of the local church uh, as much as anybody I know. But a lot of times churches, we seem weak because we don't seem any different than the world. If the world is like when you look at what we're going through now with our government, with our economy, uh, with COVID just coming through, different things like that, fear come upon people, you know. And, uh, yes, COVID was legitimate. I mean, there was no question that, that people died. It was tragic. But we have the word of God to stand on. And I understand that through the reading of the word, through standing on that and the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, that I claimed Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, I claimed those scriptures, and I also know the Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That can be uh, a variation of different things. And when you have the Holy Spirit and you're full of the Holy Spirit, and see, that's the other thing. You have to be full before it can come out of you. Uh, if you you only a quarter full, it's, nothing's coming out. It, you know, a glass of water doesn't spill out on anything else if it's half full. You know, it has to be full and running over, and that's what we have to be when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people that they don't understand why, why they can't, like I said earlier, seem to get that victory. It, and you need to make sure, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to? to that inward voice, which is the Holy Spirit, that should be leading you and guiding you into all truth. And now that's Bible. That's according to Scripture. So let's turn to the second chapter of, that's one chapter over, second chapter of Acts. This is a very, very familiar passage of Scripture for anybody that understands the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. But this is 
the day of Pentecost, which is coming up very soon. I think maybe it may be next Sunday. I, I, I can't remember. It's next Sunday or the next. But if we look at Acts chapter 2, and we'll start with verse 1, and it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord, which means agreement, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were filled now there again, they're filled, that means full, of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you can see here that one of the signs, there's two signs that I see are uh, synonymous or I, there's two signs that I say I can look at a Christian's life and these two signs, if they're evident in their life, I know that they're full of the Holy Ghost. What are those two signs? Well, the two signs are for the infilling of the Holy Spirit or to be full of the Holy Spirit. One that we talked about in Acts chapter 1 is power because in Acts 1 it says that you will receive power. And then the other we see here in Acts 2 is tongues. Now, some of you, before you freak out or before you, oh, well, I'm not, and you turn off, just, just hang with me just for a little bit. Tongues is an outward evidence of an inward feeling. And a lot of people, well, no, tongues has passed away because in the scripture it says in the last days that, uh, you know, tongues shall cease and wisdom and knowledge shall cease and pass away. And, you know, my question is, we knowledge and uh, wisdom has not passed away. We live in one of the most technological and most advancing times of our life. I mean, if you right now uh, went and bought this iPhone, brand new, by the time you got it home and got it set up and ready to go, it's obsolete. Something else better, faster. Uh, better cameras, better operating system, the processors, something faster is already being developed. We live in a time where technology, wisdom, and knowledge is at its max. So tongues hadn't ceased because wisdom and knowledge hadn't. And, uh, you know, you've probably, like me, heard some people, uh, as Kenneth Hager would say, bless their darling hearts and ignorant heads, but some people say, well, tongues is of the devil. Well, the funny thing for me is, if tongues are of the devil, why do I never hear worldly people speaking in tongues? I've never been in a bar. I've never been at some party when I, back in my late teens, early 20s, when I had walked away from God and, and was partying and doing those. I never once heard anybody speak in tongues. You know, I, I've never, uh, I've never heard any of the satanic people, the satanic church, cults, or whatever, or witches. I've never heard not one of them speak in tongues. And you know, you would think that if it was of the devil, the world would be for it, and they'd be pushing it more than anything. 
just like they do the stuff they're pushing now. So it's not of the devil. People that make a remark that tongues are of the devil, it's because they're ignorant of the teachings of Christ and the, what the Bible says about tongues. And, you know, a lot of times I think another, I don't know, a big issue for people is when you speak or when you begin to speak in tongues, whether it be private or whether it be in public, um, part of that is to do that. You, you have to learn to deny self because one of the first things, and I can remember when, when I was filled with the Holy spirit and I began to speak in tongues, uh, something on the inside of me just began to well up and come out. And I couldn't control my tongue. I couldn't stop it. It was just flowing. But in my mind, why this is happening, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, you idiot, you, you sound like a bumbling fool. I mean, people are going to be laughing at you. That's silly. I, it, you don't even know what you're saying. You, you're not even making any sense. And, you know, that's what your mind does. So one of the first things that you, I believe that the Holy Spirit helps you get rid of by speaking in tongues is you, you, you get rid of self. You begin to deny self and let God work through you. And that's what we begin to see in the book of Acts is, is it said that in verse 3, then appeared to them divided tongues, which means not one of them was speaking the same. Each one of them was speaking a language or a tongue that was not native to them, and not everyone, each one had a different tongue. And you can go on to study that, and you'll hear that um, there were some different people that said that they spoke in our language, you know. And I know uh, John Brevere, uh, many of you may have heard of him, uh, great teacher of the Bible, and he was talking about preaching, and he began to give a, a word as he was preaching in tongues to a, a huge audience, and that at the end of the service that he was getting ready to leave and uh, an Asian person come to him, I can't remember if it was a man or a woman, and said that you spoke I didn't know that you spoke my language. And he said, well, I don't. I, I speak English, and I str struggle at that. And they said, but you give a word. You spoke to me in my native language and told me to turn back to God and to surrender my life totally to him. Well, you see, without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, he couldn't have done that. And, you know, you have to take you have to take into the the understanding that the Holy Spirit knows every language and every known tongue that there is. So he can speak in any of those. And then also with tongues, there's a, it's a heavenly language. I believe, and according to Scripture, when you pray in an unknown tongue, that the devil does not know what it is you're praying. Because it says that when you pray in an unknown tongue, it's the Holy Spirit giving utterance and if you study that out, it's, he's making groanings or intercessions for you before the throne. Um, I remember a time when uh, I hadn't been preaching long, but I was in my early 20s, uh, maybe 22, 23. 
And I was, I think I, at that time I was working at the Charlotte, uh, with Charlotte fire department. And I was getting up that morning to come home from, we worked 24 hour shifts and it was like, everything seemed dark. Now the sun was shining. It wasn't a cloudy day. It was in the summertime, but they just seemed like everything was just, it was like there was just a, like maybe a, a shade, a lampshade had been putting over the sun. And I, I couldn't shake it. And when I got home, I remembered getting out of my truck. And I just remember looking around and seeing how dim and it just seemed like it was dark. And there was a heaviness on me and I couldn't get rid of it. And I remember I, at that time, we I lived right beside my, my parents' house. So I walked down to the my parents' house, and with, I asked my dad, I said, I, I feel something's heavy, and, and I, it's like there's a dim light over the sun. I, everything just looks dim, hazy, and, and I can't shake it. I don't know what it is, and he said, you, it, you're going to have to pray it off. And uh, so I went back up to my house, and I knelt there at the couch, and I just began to pray. And I remember saying, God, I don't know what this feeling is. I've never experienced this before. But I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit because I know he knows exactly what's going on. And I trust that this will render the answer. And I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. That's praying in an unknown tongue. And I prayed for maybe 30, 35 minutes, and all of a sudden it was like I felt it lift. And when I opened my eyes, that haze or that shade that seemed to be on the light around me was gone. Um, I still don't know exactly what it was for, don't know who it may have been for or what, but I know that there was an urgency there for me to pray in the Holy Ghost for some reason. And you may say, well, yeah, but you don't know what the reason was. Well, it that's not even important. You know, the, the importance was when I prayed in the Holy Spirit, that heaviness that was on me, it lifted. So, you know, it's a benefit. Tongues is a benefit to the believer, and it's a benefit to the body of Christ. So there's the importance of tongues, and then it's also the importance of the Holy Spirit gives us power. And as I said earlier, you can't show me a Christian that is doing the mandates of God. What what did Jesus say in the Great Commission? He said, the first thing, in my name, they'll cast out devils. It says that if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He goes through a list of things. But if you show me anybody in today's time that's casting out devils, that's laying hands on the sick, uh, you know, recovering of sight to the blind. These people are full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, no, that's Jesus. Well, you have to understand the Trinity, which maybe is a, a, a podcast for another time. It, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's the same person, but it's three. So you have to understand that but that the Holy Spirit on the inside of me gives me the power that Jesus said that I could have once the Holy Spirit come on me. Now, if you will, let's flip over a few chapters. We're mainly going to stay in Acts tonight. Um, 
But let's turn over Acts chapter 8 and look at verses 14 through, uh, let's go through Acts 14 through 17. And this is uh, the apostles. They have been uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're going out and ministering. And verse 14, it says, Now when the apostles were at Jerus- at, uh, who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive, see that, they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you see here that there's two different baptisms. There's the baptism of water, which John the Baptist did. And if any of you, which I hope most of you have been baptized, we just had a baptism here the uh, other Sunday night. And when the uh, recipients of baptism would come down into the pool, uh, I would say that I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, which is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Um, And we would baptize them in water. But see, now there's also here, you see, according to Scripture, there's a second baptism, a second experience that you need to take note of because in verse 16 he said, For as of yet he had fallen upon none of them. So see, that indicates that the Holy Spirit was not on them. Yes, the Holy Spirit is involved in your salvation, but just because you're saved does not mean you have been infilled or full of the Holy Spirit. And you can argue it all you want, but it's plain and simple. Right here in the Word of God, Acts chapter 8, verse 16, he, you know, look at verse 15. It said, because the gospel had been preached in Samaria. So obviously the Samarians were getting saved. But it says in verse 15, who when they had gone down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. See, they hadn't had it yet. For up until that point, verse 16, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we see that they were saved, but then later were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at verses 18 and 19 of that same chapter, of chapter 8. And it says, When Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now, let me ask you a question. Because there's some people out there, and and you may be one of them that may think this way, that some people teach and think that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, and not speak in tongues. Uh, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but I don't believe in that tongues business. Well, you're not. You're full of something, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. But see, notice here in verse 18, Simon Simon was a sorcerer. He operated in magic and sleight of hand, things like that. And Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. So he's seen that when they laid their hands on people, 
that they got the Holy Spirit, but how did he know that they had the Holy Spirit? You say, well, because their hands was... No, there has to be a... You, yeah, I'm going to lay my hands on somebody, but what is the person I lay my hands on? What is the, the audible and visible sign that that person received the Holy Spirit? It's speaking with other tongues. You know, uh, some people think that, you know, because when Jesus was baptized... Uh, it says that when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, that the Holy Spirit ascended like a dove. So we know that the Holy Spirit, see, even Jesus had to have the Holy Spirit. So if he needed him, then all the more we need him because we're not Jesus. But you see that a lot of people will say, well, you know, I was praying for a sign the other day for the Holy Spirit to let me know that that he's here with me, and a, and a dove feather fell uh, out in the sky and landed on my front porch or landed on my car windshield. What? No, that was just a random dove that flew over. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. He's not a bird. He don't have feathers. It said he ascended, and if you study how and watch how a dove ascends, he ascends light. He ascends lightly and easily. That's how the dove comes in. So that was their way in writing the scripture to explain to you how the Holy Spirit came upon him. So we see again that Simon said, I want this gift. How much, you know, money do you need? So you understand the Holy Spirit can't be bought. It has to be received. So you have to, and you can receive the Holy Spirit without someone laying on your hand. Uh, laying their hands on you. Uh, there's different people that uh, have had the Holy Ghost uh, come upon them where, and nobody's laid hands on them. With me, uh, I, hands were laid on me uh, and I began to speak with other tongues. But there's different ways in, uh, that you can receive um, the Holy Spirit. I don't know, uh, Josh, how was your experience being filled with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, uh, so again, it was just. Yeah. There we go. I think I'm online. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, so it, it was, uh, again, it was just like you. Somebody prayed for me, you know. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon me. Um, and I think it happens for with different folks and, and different situations. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard about some people trying to pray in the shower to get yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit or. You know, sometimes it's just through, you know, through reading the Word of God, through maybe hearing something minister to you, and then it happens. Um, you know, here, here's the great thing is you can't put God in that box. So right. Every situation is different. Every circumstance is different. Uh, the, the the things that really stood out to me is or impressed upon my heart was how it happened and then what it what the experience was like. Right. You know, and how powerful that experience was, and and and, and the time um, at the, at the point of when this happened to me, I began speaking in other tongues. At that point, it's almost uh, you know you hate to kind of describe it like this. It's almost like an out of body experience. Yeah, I don't want to put it in that context. Right, like, like I left my body, I could see myself, and that's not how that happened. But the experience is like that. I'm. I'm prostrate to the ground. I think I was laying face down, not right. face up. 
And to me, I don't care what anybody says. This is my experience, not not anybody else's. But it felt like I had a hand on both sides of my shoulder. Right. And I'm sitting here just praying, crying, praying, everything. And it felt like I just had this this presence on, on top holding my shoulders down. And and, and as I'm praying, I, I'm, I start laughing. Um, I start – I'm still praying, still praying. And it, it's just a peaceful experience. It wasn't n- – nothing happened. Um, you know, it's those moments that you, you understand – when you, you, you welcome God's presence into your life, and then on top of that, allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and fulfill your life, and to give you comfort, to give you understanding, to to give you peace. Yeah. Uh, there, there was, there's no judgment behind it. There is, uh, again, it's just, it's, it's just kind of, you know, and I, I again, I use these terms loosely, but it's, it's, it's euphoric and to the fact that. It's not something else that I could probably describe. I can't. I can't. Right. I can't put words, um, you know, in place to to tell you my experience. Right. You know, that's that's it's it's that profound. Yeah. And so I think it, in those cases, you know, everybody's experience is going to be different. But it is a unique experience that happened to me. I've experienced it. I try to live in that realm. I try to communicate with God through the Holy Spirit when I especially when I go into uh, preparing for a message or anything like that I'm, I, I lean on the Holy Spirit I'll pray regularly with just talking like this and then I'll go into tongues and then through that I feel like God has given me something also the word of God reading that I, I, I'm, I'm bringing everything to the table yeah you know in, in preparation and and through those those times and those moments is, is what I see and experience. God reveals his word and and that's what I run with unless he changes the the, the situation but uh, it, it's very profound I, I think again it happens to folks differently in in, in different circumstances and uh, I just think that if we would we would be we would take off our like you said earlier we would take off our own will mm-hmm. and, and initiative to it and just allow God to come in communicate with us talk to us uh, how that happens again, it could be anywhere, you know. Yeah. I, I don't, like I said, does it happen at church at all the time? Not necessarily. Yeah. You know? uh, can it happen driving down the road? Absolutely. Can it happen at your work in your office or you know doing what you do at work? Can it happen at the church? Absolutely. I mean, it can happen any way that he wants to work and operate. And so I think when folks hear this message and hear what we're doing, it is an experience. It's an experience like salvation. Like, I knew whenever we got saved, hey, God cleaned me. I mean, it just felt like I was squeaky clean on the inside. Um, you know, that God, you know, took took all my sin upon him, and it wasn't in me. You know, there wasn't a desire to do those things anymore. And uh, from my experience, God had to refine me a little bit. But when the baptism of the Holy Spirit came on me, man, it was just, it, 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 was, a, it was a life-changing event. Uh, I, I reverence those times. Uh, I, I vast in being in his presence and him speaking and communicating with me. Uh, and I like those times when he does that. Does he do that all the time? 90% of what God does is he's spoken through his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that still small voice that's, that's there with me whenever I'm praying 
and I can hear the Holy Spirit talking to me and just giving me like little small words or tidbits of things. Josh, everybody's like, ah, that, is that, you know, is, is that's just your brain talking? No, it's not because, uh, and here's how I battle that is I battle it. I, I, I look at it strategically through what the word of God says. Right. Does it have an alignment? Yes, it has an alignment. That's just not me just spouting off something. Mm-hmm. It's not me just thinking of something um, that that would be better for my life. It's not me hyping myself up. Um, it's about me just ultimately communicating and um, with God and him, him speaking to me right where I'm at, right then, right there. Yeah. And, and that's how I know. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I think – when you look at people, uh, Christians that struggle, it seems like it's a constant struggle to, to serve God. Uh, you know, I can remember trying to read the Bible before I had the whole, was filled with the Holy spirit. Uh, this, this Bible can, can be legalistic. It can be, uh, an unlivable almost, gospel uh without the understanding and the enlightenment of the holy spirit um you know the whole and the holy spirit's not gonna you know i don't want you to get this idea for those of you that are watching that if you get full of the holy spirit that he's going to tell you things that are not in the bible because once you get out of the realm of the word of god you you got into a realm that i don't want nothing to do with because you're going to get in a mess the Holy Spirit will always complement the Word of God, and the Word of God will always complement the Holy Spirit. So you have to understand they work hand in hand. The Holy Spirit came to show you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit came to show you in, or lead you into all truths. Well, the truth is the Word of God. And with the Holy Spirit, it enlightens your understanding. I mean, there's been times I've read scriptures before and probably read them a hundred times, can quote the scripture without even looking and then read it again that hundred or thousandth and first time and a whole different revelation that don't take away from it, but it just reveals something else in that scripture that I didn't know before. Because there's things in the Word of God that is written down that I don't believe just with our natural carnal eyes that we can see and we can understand. But with the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us, that he will show us into the truth. He will help open our spiritual eyes so that we can see that. And, you know, I I do believe that You know, one of the best ways to receive the Holy Spirit is by laying on of hands. But like Josh was talking about there, you know, you right where you are right now, if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you you can lift your hands right where you are. You know, unless you're driving a car going down the road, I don't don't suggest to to do that. But, you know, uh, you can right by yourself, you can lift your hands and you can begin to pray and say, God, I want this Holy Spirit. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want that power on the inside of me living and breathing so that I can go and do the things that you have commanded us to do in the Word of God. And 
I believe he'll feel you right where you are. And, you know, I know there are some people that believe the only way you can get it is to be late, that have hands laid on you. But go over to Acts chapter 10. <clears throat> we were in 8. Go into Acts chapter 10. And let's look at verses 44 through 46. And again, this is still in the book of Acts. This is, you know, the, the church has just been birthed. Uh, they're, they're full of the Holy Ghost, but they went out with power because of the Holy Ghost. And verse 44 says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard had or heard them speak with tongues. There's tongues again. See, they heard and magnify God. So you see, tongues is an outward uh, sign of the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. And it, it's not just for the apostles. It wasn't just for the, the early church. It was not just for the Jews, but it was for anyone. The Gentiles got it. And see, these people here, they didn't have hands laid on them because in verse 44 it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, undoubtedly he was preaching the gospel and preaching about the Holy Ghost. And it says the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. So you see, the Holy Spirit can fall on you right where you are. And, you know, every time I need a, uh, I like what uh, one minister used to say, a little shot in the arm uh, to get me full again of the Holy Ghost, I don't have to go and have somebody lay hands on me. I can just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. And you begin to feel yourself rise up and well up with energy, you know. And the other thing that you'll find is when you're full of the Holy Ghost. And I did, I did, I really, I wasn't planning on going this direction, but I believe the Holy Ghost is taking me here. Maybe for someone that's watching, I'm not sure. But when you're full of the Holy Ghost, it'll help keep you grounded. If you find yourself going here, going there, going over here, going over there, and you still seem empty, you're not full, it's because you can't go jumping around. And the Bible talks about being rooted and grounded, being planted, a tree that's planted by the water. Well, if you, you keep it, if you plant it by the water, but you keep pulling it up and planting it again, it's not developing a root system. The Holy Spirit will help to keep you grounded and keep you rooted in the things of God so that you don't get in air in any teachings. And, you know, I've, I've had the privilege, uh, you know, I get to go sometimes and, and go sit under different preachers and teachers. And, yeah, not everybody, you know, there's preachers that I'm friends with that preach the same things I do, but they preach it from a different angle. I, you know, I don't know unless a preacher is a, is a exact copycat that any one preacher is going to preach the exact same path up the mountain. There's different views, but we're reaching the same goal. 
But there again, I've been in services before where I have heard a preacher preaching on something, and all of a sudden, down here on the inside, I'm just like, hmm, something's not right here. So I would go home and study out through the Scripture what he was preaching and find out, well, was that true or was that false? Most of the time, if you get this uh, feeling down on the inside here, that's the Holy Spirit saying, no, that's not right. Don't follow that. And it has proven to be true every time. And it's just like when, uh, you know, when uh, John the Baptist was in the womb of Elizabeth and Mary come up and, and Jesus was in, it said that John the Baptist leaped in her womb. That was the Holy Spirit. There's an excitement on the inside of you when you get around the things of God and when you're full of the Holy Spirit, it'll cause the, your insides to leap. You know, and it's like Josh said earlier, uh, it, it's not that it's an out-of-body experience, but, uh, you know, I, I have been in his presence before where I was face down on the floor, and I, I was, I, I didn't, I wasn't scared to move because I thought he was going to whack me over the head with a, a ball bat or that he would kill me. But it was, I was afraid to move because the way I felt was so amazing that I didn't want to do anything to cause it to move away or for it to lift. And, you know, I've heard people talk about they, they feel a warmth come on them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. You know, I, I've seen people shake. I've seen people dance. I've seen people shout and run. Uh, but when you get full of the Holy Ghost, and you allow the Holy Ghost to take over, that's where the power comes in. You'll find yourself speaking boldly. You know, I, I know times before that I've preached or something and not been as full of the Holy Ghost as I should have been because I'm human. And then the times when I am full and overflowing, the word of God that's coming out of me is from the Holy Spirit. So it, it gives you a power and authority so that when you speak the word of God into people's lives, they receive it. It causes them to, to pay attention. And, you know, you can go back into Acts chapter 3. And in Acts chapter 3, uh, verses, I think, 3, 4, 5, 6, right in that area, uh, it, it's where uh, Peter and John, were walking at the gate beautiful and the beggar was there and he you know was begging in alms and it says that Peter turned and looked at him and said look on us you see there was an authority behind that that caused that man to stop what he was doing and focus his attention on Peter and John and then he said silver and gold have I none but such as I've got what did he have? He had the Holy Ghost. He had power. And he was walking in that power. And when you have that power on the inside of you, it gives you an authority knowing that when he grabbed that man by the hand and said, rise up and walk, that the same power that was on him would get in this crippled man's legs and cause him to walk. You see, you're not going to see these kind of miracles. You're not going to believe these kind of signs and have these in your life if you're not full of the Holy Ghost. 
And then in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20, very familiar passage of Scripture, but it talks about that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according. You see, most people just like to, well, they like to quote half of that Scripture. A lot of Christians like to quote half of Scriptures. They don't quote all of them, and then they get discouraged when it don't work and get mad at God when it ain't his fault. They just didn't follow the whole whole Bible out there. But he says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. What is that power? It's the power that comes on you from the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, it brings a power and an authority inside of you that makes you want to share the gospel. You want to see people's life changed, and then when people come to you for prayer or things like that, you're passionately doing it. You know, I've heard people pray formula prayers and rehearsed prayers, but then I've heard people pray that's full of the Holy Ghost, and it's not a rehearsed or a memorized or a form, it's a passionate prayer. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit praying through me. And how many of you know that, that the Holy Spirit knows better how to pray to the Father than I do myself or than you do? So you have to understand that it is very important. And I know, again, people's like, well, yeah, but I just, that tongues, that just seems crazy. Well, yeah, in the natural it does seem crazy. In the natural, it seems crazy to speak something that you don't understand. You know, I get frustrated now. I mean, we live in the United States of America where the language is English, but yet when I'm watching TV at night, every once in a while, a commercial in Spanish comes on. I don't know nothing that they're saying. That commercial didn't benefit me not one bit, you know. And it sounds, that foreign language, it sounds strange because I don't understand it. But you see, those people that speak Spanish, they understand that commercial. But I don't. And you see, the same way, I may not understand my prayer language, but the Holy Spirit is praying a prayer to the Father that he understands that neither me nor the enemy knows, but I know that the Holy Spirit is praying for me. Like I said earlier, he's making intercessions and groanings for us to the Father. And when you're full of the Holy Ghost, victory is obtainable. I, I spoke Sunday about setting your mouth towards victory. Well, when you set your mouth towards victory and you begin to speak what the Word of God says and you have the power of the Holy Ghost, not only is victory obtainable, but there is no question that it will happen because with the Holy Spirit inside of you, even the things that are seemingly impossible become possible. And like I said earlier, you know, that uh, uh, Spanish seems foreign to me and I don't understand those things, but at the same time, I don't understand tongues. I don't understand what somebody's saying but at the same time, you see, I'm having to realize that that's natural. My natural, I don't understand it, but what I'm praying is not natural. 
It's supernatural. And you see, when you're praying in the supernatural realm, you know that every time you, you're praying right, you can never pray in tongues and pray amiss or pray the wrong prayer. When you pray in tongues, you're always going to pray the perfect will of God. So I trust that, you know, I, we, we didn't go all the way in depth. I don't know how long we, we could go on so many rabbit trails talking about the second experience being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. But um, this is just something to whet your appetite to cause you to go and study. I, you know, I challenge and encourage each of you, you know, get in the book of Acts and begin to study and then start cross-referencing in other places in the New Testament um, about tongues and about the Holy Spirit and the moving of the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to do that, watch the Holy Spirit begin to show you things that you've never seen before. And again, if you, you may have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you've gotten away from it, you know, just ask God to, to begin to refill you, to fill you back up full of the Holy Spirit, begin to pray in that unknown tongue. Yeah, it may start out a little weird and awkward, but I promise you when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you'll, you'll begin to pray with authority and you'll begin to pray with power. And not only will you notice a difference in your life, but those connected to you, those around you, will notice a difference in your life. So I challenge you to do that. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit, you know, you can receive it right now. But I, I encourage you to study the Word. Begin to study the book of Acts. And you come up with your, your conclusion. But pray before you do. And when you begin to see it, then you can just, God, fill me right now. Right where I'm at, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. You know, and He will fill you. And some, well, I just don't know. Well, that's your decision, you know, and it taught the Holy Spirit is a free gift. You don't have to pay for it. You don't even have to receive it. If you ever have been given a gift you don't like, if you don't want it, what do you do? You send it back. So you don't have to receive it. It's a free gift. But I'm going to tell you what, anything that God has, I want it. And the thing is, everything that God has to offer us has already been paid for through the finished work of the cross through the precious shed blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And not only did he do that, but he sent the Holy Spirit. You see, if Jesus was still here on the earth, he's a man. He took on a human form. He can't be everywhere at once. <coughs> so if we wanted to see Jesus, we'd have to get on a plane, take off work, save up money, get on a plane, fly over to Jerusalem or wherever he may be at that time, probably have to stand in a line, a long line, to wait to go talk to Jesus and, and tell him our problems. And then we, you know, have to fly back. You got to have room and board, all these things. Because why? He took on human form. He can't be everywhere at once, but the Holy Spirit can. That's why Jesus knew it was better if he went to heaven so that when he ascended to heaven, it would release the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of each and every one of us because the Holy Spirit is omnipresent everywhere at all times. That should give you more assured, man, I, I need the Holy Spirit. I need him in my life. 
especially with the day and time we're living in, people are looking for a ready and a right answer. People want to know the truth because it has the lines have been blurred for so long. There's in about every area there's not black and white anymore. It's all gray because it's according to your how you view something. But the truth is it's all black and white and a few red spots in the Bible. But God's word will give people the truth. It will tell them right from wrong, and it will give them a hope for the future to come. Guys, I hope this has blessed you. Again, I challenge you, encourage you, start studying more about the Holy Spirit. Be encouraged. Uh, do, you, do us our normal favor. Hit that like button if you hadn't hit it yet. If you hadn't subscribed to our channel, subscribe to it. Listen, if there's any topics that you guys would like for us, you got any questions, things you would like for us to speak upon, speak about, just send us a message. Let us know some things that you, you may be wanting to understand, and we'll see if we can get to it, do our best through our understanding of God's Word and the help of the Holy Spirit to give you an answer to it, give you some direction. But remember, hit the like button, subscribe, then share this out on your social media and all the podcast platforms and help do your part to spread the gospel all around the world so that other people's lives can be changed just like God has changed yours. We'll see you guys next week. Have a blessed one.